Broadcasting worldwide online 24-7. She's smart, sassy, and a little, a little badassy. Straight from the hip with Courtney Jones. Tune in. Tune in. Hey, thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Straight from the Hip with Courtney Jones, the entrepreneur's lifestyle podcast. So bring your cup of joe, settle in, and get ready for tips on dealing with stress, creating healthier relationships with others, and dealing with the ups, downs, and in-betweens of building a business and living life in a digital world. I'm your host, Courtney Jones, and thanks for tuning in. September has definitely already been a study. For me, it's been a study in patience. It's been a study in mindfulness. And it's been a real reminder to stay in daily practice when it comes to just my keeping calm. Because, you know, sometimes the Karens out there, honey, sometimes the Karens be looking for that last nerve so they could tap dance on it. So it's like just really staying, you know, I'm always talking about like, you can always rise above other people's behavior and especially in the workplace. People are always like, you're able to stay so calm in the workplace. And I think that it's because I understand that there's so many different personalities. There's so much going on in the workplace, and especially like in September. I just think everyone is just irritated as hell right now. There's just so much irritation in and around the workplace right now from the school mask mandates. So now um, Biden has done a federal mandate where they're requiring vaccinations for all government workers, and he's kind of encouraging the private sector to do the same. So right now, like whether you agree with it, don't don't agree with that. Right now, the workplace is full of friction. So I just want to share just a few. I want to share just some crazy shit that happened to me over the past two weeks at this job that I had taken. I'm all about multitasking. I do believe that if you're doing a couple of different things, then you never have to depend on just one. And so I really enjoy the opportunity and the ability to kind of go into different types of workplaces. I mostly deal with like startups and that sort of thing, but I do enjoy getting out and seeing how other workplaces work and how they move, how people interact with each other. I'm really big on emotional intelligence. One of the things that I see is people kind of feel at a loss, especially coming back into the workplace. If you were with a job and then the pandemic shut all that down, people are kind of starting over again, new job titles, new job locations. And just um, just sharing some tips for bringing your best self to work, no matter what's going on around, no matter what the conditions or environment is, bringing your best self to work every day and so I'm just sharing some tips with that and I want to tell you about the crazy shit that happened to me over the past two weeks so I took this contract job very very excited about it woo woo I think I'd actually put like some stuff on social media about like yeah this is gonna be so exciting so and I'd actually been there it's been like over a month I think I started it in like July and so I think everything was going great Um, we were in training and everything and then about maybe three weeks ago, the trainer kind of pulled myself and another person out. Apparently, or what we were told is that they felt we were kind of ready to go on to the next step. So we were pulled out. They began training us on something else. And so one of the first things that I noticed here, it was just really interesting what um, my kids refer to the Karens. But one of the first things that I noticed, and I know that a lot of times when we are... Um, 
when we're excited about new things, especially like in a training environment, everyone's all excited. We're all rooting for each other. We're all like those little baby ducklings, all in training together and going to get out there and learn together. So one of the things that I saw immediately was that as we were pulled out and sent to these um, other department to train, the people that we were already in training with, you know, it immediately caused like that duckling sensation. Like, oh, well, where are they going? Well, how come we're not going? Well, they're supposed to be over here. So it was like all this chaos and disorder. So even though we were moving into this new department and we had made like some friends in the uh, training, there were people that I kind of wanted to go to and go, okay, well, this is going on. I'm not sure if this is right. But that camaraderie that we had built up in training kind of evaporated once we got moved to another department, I felt that was really, really unfortunate because it kind of left me isolated as things started going on. So one of the things that I really, because we spend a lot of time at work, we spend some like, at the minimum, like eight hours a day at work, we're spending a lot of time, a lot of parts of our life at work each day. So it just seems like it should be something that you enjoy doing, you know, it should be something that you in, enjoy being there. And you might not always enjoy the tasks each day, they might just be mundane tasks or tasks that just have to get done. And it's like, so you don't have to enjoy it or not enjoy it, it helps to get it done faster if you enjoy it but it's not something that's required but it does help if you enjoy the people that you work around or at least are professional enough to be friendly to people even if you don't like them being at work you're there a lot and and we want to put our best put foot forward no matter what we're doing but you also want to just continue bettering yourself and that's not just for the workplace that's just in life so I think a lot of times people think that turning in the best project or you know getting the work done before anybody else in the office or making sure that you show up for all the professional development like that is great for being your best self but there's also just some basic ways you know I'm big on emotional intelligence so there are just ways that you can really hone your emotional intelligence skills in a way that you really can bring your best self to work no matter what's going on no matter whether you like the task or not because like I said we're there like a lot of the day we spend a lot of time uh there so we should actually enjoy so one of the things that I always tell people is like get to know your colleagues when you get to know the people that you're working with, there's so many benefits to that. And like I said, you don't have to be out trying to make best friends of everybody that you're working with, but it does help to just to learn about the people that you're around. I'm always curious about the people that I'm around. I'd like to know about people. And I think that one, it shows that you're interested or that you care about other people and not just the task at hand. And then I think that people like it when you're considerate, when you show interest in them for the most part. Like I said, now I had an interesting situation recently, but for the most part, I think people like when you're trying to get to know them and they see that you're trying to show that you're interested. And then I think it also just helps you find things in common so that you, so when the work does get crazy, when it's tough, you found enough things in common that you guys, it's a sense of camaraderie. So you feel like, oh, we're all in this together. Let's do this. We can make this happen. So I really do like those type of team mindsets where it's like, we got this team 
working, we can do this, you know, so I'm really big on getting to know colleagues, I know with a lot of women in the workplace, like, I don't have small children anymore, like a lot of the millennials that I work with, but I do have grandchildren that are uh, close to those same ages, we do have things that we can talk about, a lot of times with women, we talk about just that gap, the difference, because they are where I was 30 years ago, whether it's in career or starting out with their families. So it can make for like some really interesting conversations. So that's why I say I just really encourage just getting to know your colleagues. That by itself, because you can showcase your best self if you're really interested in other people's best. So I think that that helps a lot. So in my particular instance, I was really excited. Um, we sat at just even in training, you know how they do the introductions. And I was just so excited to see so many other people that not only were so passionate and dedicated to like the customer service, client services that sort of thing for that particular role but people who like actually had like really thriving and interesting lives outside of work so I just was so excited all the different people that were bringing their own collection of skills to that table as we were all talking one of the things that I noticed as we started going through that training and they started moving us from department to department when you're working remotely, a lot of it consists on the way that you connect, whether it's your Slack or your Teams meeting. So we were using Microsoft Teams. And one of the things is as we started getting moved from the different departments, we weren't being put, well, I don't know about the other person, but I was not being put on the um, the list. So I wasn't actually getting emails. And so that was one of the first things I noticed. This was about two weeks ago. I started noticing that I was not on certain lists, that I wasn't getting the invitations to the meetings. The way their meetings were structured was by department. But because we were being trained, they trained us for two days here. Before we actually got a chance to implement anything that we had been trained, they had us over here in another department department learning something else and so you know me I'm all about training I'm all about the learning everything's an experience the more that you learn I do believe I've been in some work um, environments where they only want you to know what your task is what your job is what your position they don't want you to know what other people's uh, do or what their positions are or how the positions actually work together or kind of um, complement each other and so that's one of the things that I saw as we were going through this training, the one of the young ladies that was training me, she just was not interested in anything at all about me. She wasn't. I did try to kind of personalize it a little bit as she was training. She just cut me off. Like, enough of that. We're not here to talk about you and your life. It was kind of like that. And I was like, mm, all right. So... That's one of the things, like just even getting to know who you're around. I kind of lost a little bit of that socialization as we were being moved around. That was one of the first things I noticed because it was part of that morning routine. Good morning, like when you come in saying good morning in teams, you know, your little memes that it's hump day, all of that fun stuff that we kind of were missing out on since we don't have the physical water cooler to stand around. So I started to notice that I was being kind of left out and cut out of some of those things. So that was one. And and then it's kind of hard to reach out on teams like that if you're not connected to people. Because it's almost like you're kind of just jumping into someone's office like, hello. And so it can be off-putting. It does help to be able to stay connected and to really just get to know the people that you're working with. Again, like I said, another thing that I really 
strongly believe in is stretching your skill set. And I think that when you stretch your skills, the more that you're learning, I think that it just allows you to continue growing too. It's going to help you. It makes you a valuable team member while you're there. And then if you ever decide to go to a new position, whether at that company or someplace else, then you now have extra tools in your tool bag. So you are, you're more, a bigger person in your skill set when you leave than when you came in. So I think that that's all in anything that you're doing, but definitely in the workplace, learning new skills, stretching yourself, volunteering for other projects. Those are the type of things that really can help you grow as a person. You would not believe the number of positions that I've gotten, not because of the skill set that was required for that job, but because I had other skill sets that I didn't even think would be relevant or interesting to that particular position, but that really made me stand out as a valuable player and a valuable team member. So I think that the more you can add to your skill sets, then just the more, because I tell people, I started off doing customer service uh, back in the day. My very first job, I was 14 years old, so we weren't even supposed to be working yet. Well, actually I was 15, but you're supposed to be 15 and nine months back then in order to get your summer job and I worked what do they call it it was like a telemarketer and it was selling apple scented trash bags for the handicapped we would call people's houses and say ma'am you know I'm calling for the handicapped would you like to purchase these now keep in mind this was like um 85 and so back then a whole bag like a whole box of trash bags cost you like 60 cents and we were selling a box of um I think it was like 10 trash bags for like 11 dollars and that was in 1985. And people were buying it. And I did not know anything about sales. Um, the training that I got, and now I will say that this past month's training was way better than that. My very first training for the job, our supervisor ripped pages out of the phone book. And he said, start at the top and call the first number. If they don't answer or they say no, cross their name off and just go to the next number. Like that was literally my training. So I had to kind of learn on my feet. I had to learn how to active listen, pay attention to the fact, oh, wait, there's children in the background so just little things that I had learned just about being curious and being a babysitter I was able to bring those type of uh, skills and active listening skills good communication skills into that first job selling the apple scented trash bags and even though I didn't have sales experience I still was able to sell a lot of these trash bags and so I think that um just the more skills you have, the more you're able to use those in unique and exciting combinations to do even more with. So that's why I tell people just keep learning. Don't think that school starts after uh, your master's degree. Like that's not when school stops. Like you are, even if you only made it to high school or if you didn't go that far, but your learning is every day. Your cl classroom, it doesn't have any walls around it. It's like life is your classroom. So always keep learning, always keep stretching your skills sets and then I think that the, you're valuable no matter what room you walk into and I think that um so that's what I try to do. And I try to just keep that mindset during uh, this last two weeks. Because like I said, we were doing in training. Like I had already been there like about six weeks. And then it was like this last two weeks, it started getting like kind of weird where I started seeing myself. I was being cut off from the communication, being cut off from the socialization. I was being able to, I was given the opportunity to stretch, stretch the skill set. I was being kind of pushed around like from department to department. And one of the things I didn't have a problem 
problem with that simply because I could see that one of the directors had actually mentioned herself that she was being cross-trained on some of the other positions so that if somebody was out, if somebody was sick, she would be able to jump in and do that. And so that's one of the things that I strongly encourage. I'm always dismayed when I go into a company where people are very smug about, well, I know how to do my job. And that's it. Like, they're not interested in how other jobs are done. They're not interested in how they can shore up. And so when you get into a, I think that those type of workplaces, you can get stuck or or production can slow down. Sometimes things aren't as efficient as they could be. I just feel like if you can just keep learning, you can jump in. You don't want everything to shut down or all production to stop because one person called in sick today. So there should be multiple people who understand. Now, they might not be as good at it as that particular person who has the position, but everyone should have some knowledge of how that person's position works or their task so that someone can jump in and fill in if necessary. I've always been a strong proponent of that because I've worked in a company where literally everything shut down because the owner didn't get her numbers in on time. So it like literally shut everything down for the week because no reports could be run, no nothing. So like you have to be able to understand And if one person had understood how to go in and pull where her numbers were at, then it would have just eliminated a lot of chaos and disorder. So I do strongly believe in that. And in this particular position, the director had also mentioned in a meeting like a couple of weeks before that about how like, yeah, you know, I'm learning as well so I can jump in and help more. So I'm thinking, okay, well, training's great. Like the more I learn, the more I can help because everyone was very, very overwhelmed. Everyone's very very, very stretched. And in this particular situation, everyone had been very stretched during the entire pandemic because it's more, it's in the medical field. So I just, I said, okay, well, I'll embrace it. Let me just go ahead. But what I found was it was more of a kind of a shuffling around. And I felt that the people that I was being trained by didn't necessarily want me to actually do that job that they were training me for. So there was kind of like a disconnect almost through both of the trainings. And then, like I said, the reluctance to let us actually put into practice what we had actually learned. So so that was interesting as well. And so that brings me to one of the ones that I think is important and that has worked well for me. I just believe in mentoring. And I think that you can mentor in and outside of the office. And I don't think that mentoring has to be this structured and focused. Like I think it can be a very um, casual kind of thing. I think that you can be friendly. You can you can be valuable in, and friendly and show that you're willing to help other people. One of the things that I found, the beginning part of the training, I understood a lot of what was going on and was able to immediately implement. With those type of things as new people started coming in as the other person that I was training with would get stuck I had taken in enough I was actually able she could actually come to me and say well when we were in training do you remember how we did this or how we verified this and as opposed to saying look you know I've got my own stuff I'm trying to figure this out over here which I actually had a couple of people tell me like there when I was trying to kind of ask like well what do I need to do like how do I make this um, more comfortable just this day-to-day here because no one seems to really know what to do with me as opposed to kind of you know doing that well I've got my own work to be worried about I did just try to say okay well I don't know what I'm doing right here but the parts that I do know I can help somebody else with that so I 
was able to answer some questions and that not only made me feel better, it made me kind of see what I had actually learned so far in the training, but hopefully it helped that other person complete their stuff as well. So I think that you can mentor. It doesn't have to be as structured and formal, but I think it could be something just as simple as like, say you see the new intern in the hallway. You're like, oh, are you lost? Here, let me show you the easiest way to get back to the office. Even if you just show somebody around the office, that's not anything that happened to me, but those are the type of things that stand out and that I try to do um, to others. So I think that can help. You can always find ways to do that, even if you don't have a formal position doing that. And then I just think just being friendly. I think that that can go so far towards being your best self, no matter what else is going on. It's just being friendly to the people that you're around and just letting them know that you're glad to be around them. And it's like, hey, how are you? Like, so how are you this morning? Like, I am one of those people. Like, I have the Slack Good Morning playlist. I have a Hump Day playlist. So, you know, I get into it because we it is something that you're doing eight hours a day. Hopefully, you're passionate about it. And then if you're spending so much time, time doing that it's nice to have friends it's nice to come in the morning hey good morning how are you how are the kids doing like where you remember little things about the other people and remember maybe they had a potluck this weekend you might hey how did your potluck go this weekend but just that sense of camaraderie and you don't have to be bffs with everybody in the office it's not required but you can at least be friendly and i believe that just being friendly can go a long way asking how others are doing encouraging. I think that that type of stuff really goes a long way. So that's one of the things that I didn't actually experience in this situation. And I think that was unfortunate. Like I said, the last two weeks, it started getting very weird. I started being left off of team invites, started being kind of locked out of the VPN so I couldn't access certain files and stuff. And then, like I said, wasn't actually putting anything into practice what we were learning. I finally kind of got frustrated with one of the uh, second training. I had a young lady, very young, uh, apparently hadn't worked in an office before. She said she was out on tour um, last year, I guess being a roadie or something. I mean, in the an office environment. And we had this crazy situation that de completely devolved over how I copy and paste. She wanted me to use shortcuts, which I very much do. I'm a Mac girl, so use shortcuts a lot. This particular training, we were sharing the screen. And the way I had my desk and everything set up, it was easier for me to use the mouse and she just was very frustrated with how I used the mouse to copy and paste and so I had tried to kind of explain to her like well I'm left-handed you know I've got because of the way we're set up for training I've got this when I'm doing it myself I will absolutely be copy and pasting using shortcuts but it just devolved like we talked about it I thought it was okay we went on with training the very next day there was like a lot of passive-aggressive hostility towards the way that I was copying and pasting I ended up literally just terminating the training like okay I'm not sure what's going on I'm not sure why we're fighting over copying and pasting it's like young lady um I've been on like my I got my first Mac to like Apple in a 1985 so I've been copying and pasting since probably before your parents were teaching you how to potty train and it's like so it's weird to be reprimanded and mansplained by a young feminist woman who would tear a man's face off if he ever tried to do the same thing to her 
And I felt it was just so weird that I was being met with like such hostility like that over copying and pasting. So I was like, what's going on here? But it had already kind of started rolling down that hill to devolution. Then during our weekly Zoom meetings, there was a Friday meeting where cameras were required. You're required to show your face all the time on that Friday meeting. And so all of a sudden, my camera started being turned off. And it was literally turned off. Like it wasn't like the little shutter or anything like for mine. It seemed like it was turned off from within the network. So it was literally like a digital version of you're in the doghouse and we don't even want to see your face. Like it was that type of hostility. And I was like, what is going on here? And so I couldn't really figure it out. Then the very last week of training, I was completely frozen out. Like no one spoke to me. I wasn't in any meetings, no communications in teams. I had one young lady that I reached out to and I was like, all right, well, they're saying everyone's swamped. Everyone has a lot of work to do. They're overwhelmed. I'd like to reach out if you have anything that you need help with. And I'd like to reach out and offer whatever I've learned so far far in this training and then some of the other stuff that I know just data entry and stuff like that that I can definitely help with she ended up taking me up on the offer and I actually worked with her like uh, the last two weeks so it was all right it was a lot easier it was just very clear like this is what we need to get done this is how, how it needs to be done. The last trainer that I had had, she was not only passive aggressive about how I copy and paste it, but she was really hostile towards like what I had already learned, the training that I had already been through, and the department that I had just came out of. She didn't see how any of that was relevant to what she was teaching me. And I was seeing very quickly from what we had already been taught that there were ways that if she actually understood what the other department I had just came out of was doing, doing that she could be more efficient and so she kind of came across as and from what I was told by other people like she came across as passive aggressive most of the time because she very much had this way well this is the way that it needs to be done and I don't understand why people don't do it the right way and so you know how I am when I hear that the right way because there's a million ways to do something and we can get stuck we can cause bad feelings because we're insisting there's only one way to do something and so it was just really uncomfortable and then apparently during that week, that person that was training me was also being promoted. So the person that I was actually reporting to and that was training me was literally about to be booted out the door and I guess didn't know it. So it was just an awkward whole situation altogether. And then, like I said, that last week, I was just kind of frozen out and like nobody was talking to me. And I was like, now what is happening here? And so it turns out, I don't know like what the whole situation was. I'm still like, trying to find some of the details but it looks like part of the hostility is because there was a little weird thing where they had come to me about two weeks ago saying well I thought we did all the I-9 things before but we need to just verify that you're you so although it was weird and I'm like we did go through all the I-9 stuff but hey let's do it again so we went through everything and apparently I don't know if that was just a ploy to get my address or what but the reason I was frozen out during that whole last week is because I had a letter in my mailbox which I didn't know about because it wasn't actually fully addressed to me somehow they've uh, gotten my information and you know I don't give anybody 
like my address or telephone number simply because I had a, a stalker. I had a really bad stalker like a couple of years ago and I've documented it like in social media and on the show before, but it was a very scary thing. And if you've never been through that, then lucky you. But as a woman, I think it would be really terrible to kind of put that fear on another woman like that. But it turns out that one of the women there, I was in a store the weekend before last and the lady in there was like, kind of weird. She never really talked to me before, even though, you know, she's reasonably, reasonably friendly in the store, but she never really talked to me. And then she kind of came up to me and was like, well, so your job, how did you get that job? And it was kind of one of those, and I kind of picked up on it. I'm big on emotional intelligence, people. I can read you before you ever even open your mouth. I tell people that, and the better you develop those skills, then you can walk into a room and read people. But with her, it was kind of like, well, how did you get that job. And I love when people say that because they look at me and they go, this little 20 something strumpet. And it's like, no, honey, 51 looking like I'm 35, but 51, honey, with 30 years of work experience. Okay. So honey, there ain't nothing that I do that I just pull out of thin air. It's because I put it into daily practice. That's why I know what I'm talking about, honey. But it's not just because I read a couple Google articles or went through some guru's course. And now I'm a 25-year-old social media expert. No, honey. My expertise comes from doing it for 30 years. So there's certain things that I just know or I can just pick up on. So with that, it was, well, how did you get that job? And it's like, well, because I have a lot of experience in uh, doing this exact stuff, but never. that's neither here nor there. So I wasn't sure. And I, when she said it, I just was like, oh, well, you know, and I was kind of like telling, she was asking me what I do, like at the job and everything. And I remember thinking that as I was going out, like, I don't recall ever telling her where I worked at. Like, I've never had a discussion with her about where I worked, and I would have never had a reason to discuss it with her because I had just started there, like, uh, about six weeks ago. The job I have discussed with everybody in that particular store is the podcast that I do. I've never discussed what kind of work that I do unless they've listened to the show. So I just thought it was curious that she was asking about my job. She told me that she had a sister that was a nurse up in Wheat Ridge. So we were talking about just, you know, that's what I thought the conversation was about. We were talking about just how nurses were so overworked. We felt so bad for them because just the numbers had started spiking again. So needless to say, either between her or somebody at this job, these people have given out my personal information, my physical mailing address. Not Well, I'm not even going to say, not, not, not my physical mailing address, my physical walk up to my goddamn door and knock address. They gave my personal address out to people, including my phone number, to people that I've never seen before. And it was literally, so I don't know if it was this chick, I don't know if it was her sad sister, the nurse in Wheat Ridge, and I don't know if it was the angry little girl uh, about the copying and pasting at work. But Somebody like pushed my personal information out there and they sent me a letter. It was from a lawyer in Wheat Ridge that was trying to collect on the on a debt from seven years ago. And it was a place where we live where I my name was not on the lease. And part of the reason why my name was not on the lease, because at the time, my boyfriend, now you guys have heard me, like if you've been there on with the show for a while, then you know, you've been riding the train from the very beginning. Um, one of my 
best shows, one of the biggest rated shows that I had, uh, that is our, our side chicks really just jerks with perks. It's like, you know, so if you've heard that, you heard the Chronicle. But part of the reason that there was these bad feelings is because he was sleeping with one of their friends. You know, the, the frosted, blonde, uh, meth chicks that move all fast. You know, like those hyper, um, always want to hug everyone. Like those type of women, but they're not actually putting it into practice. Like I said, she's a meth head drinking liquor, like out the bottle while she's driving. And it's like, so he was actually like trying to see this woman on the side. And so all of their friends kind of supported it. And they like, and he moved some of his stuff in with the girl. And so they were really like, it was this hardcore campaign to get rid of me. So now seven years later, the situation with the two of them, it did not work out well. Um, it crashed and burned just like everyone around them knew that it would. And I just found it ironic that these people, when they sent the letter, they sent a letter that had my name on it and it had part of my address. It didn't have the apartment. Because like I said, I don't give people my address. So the fact that you made it even to the building is scary to me because I don't give my address out to anybody. And it's like, so this came direct, like, so the mailman knew me, so he put it in my box. But everything in the letter, it's a collection debt telling me that I need to call someplace within 30 days or they're going to consider it a valid debt. Then when they give me the copies of it, it's in somebody else's name. And it's like, so what would make attorneys think that that was a good idea to send a debt to collect to somebody when it's not even in that person's name? And it's like, what the heck was that? But these girls at work were like really sitting there mad and angry at me. And basically, no, honey, let me tell you something. And I'm going to just get real, real with it. And this is the only time that I'm going to discuss it. Because like I said, I was attacked when I actually, when I was going through this, we were a lot online, all these lovely women, everyone's all full of anxiety and depression. So we're always running around telling everyone to be kind. All these women online, these women coaches that women in Power women, you hear all of this stuff, but women can be some really mean bitches to other women. And it's like, and a lot of times we want to, because like I say, I don't play the victim. Uh, I play, I, I'm not a victim, I'm a vixen. The words of Ingrid Arna. But it's like, I'm not a victim, I'm a vixen. So I, the girls that play the victim, it's like you're strong enough to try and control how other people live and, and, and what you think other people should do, but you're not strong enough to handle your own anxiety or depression then you shouldn't be so focused on other people's lives. All your energy should be focused on your life and making your life the best that it could be. That's why I never understood Karens. It's like, but... I found it really interesting that people, whether you're the side chick, whether you are people that are supporting the side tricking, um, it's like... It's the audacity to add insult to injury. It's like when things don't work out as planned, when you're not asking the right questions or enough questions, where does this come from that women believe that they have the right to go and attack the woman at home? It's like that's weird to me. It's like that's not something that's something that you handle with the person that you're in a relationship with. That's what I did. And a lot of those same enablers of the cheating, they were very angry that I would say anything to my boyfriend that I live with about cheating. And it's like, but who else would I talk about it with? 
But these people apparently here at my workplace, they were all talking about it with each other. So when I refused to, um, like I basically called and left a not exactly friendly message about that debt and then put it in writing as well. And it's like, so when I went back to work, like you could tell the difference. I was locked out of everything. And I just thought it was so crazy that they kept stressing, everyone be so professional, be professional. But you would bring something that personal into the workplace and then try and beat me over the head with it when I was beat over the head with it seven years ago when this woman was sleeping with my boyfriend. And it's like, so it was weird to think that they brought that into the workplace and then got mad at me for not being professional. So that's one of the things that I think that you can definitely be a friend, but I always tell people like, don't be a Karen. Don't be a Karen at work. Like nobody likes the office gossip stuff except for the other office gossips. And I think that when you get caught up in that type of drama, it's just a distraction. It's just a distraction and it's like, and it can earn. And so like in this situation, this person was trying to give me a bad reputation with like the other coworkers, with the other supervisors. And it was based on the merit of how they felt about this person. And it had nothing to do with me. And it's like, so those type of things can cause unnecessary drama. And so that's why I tell people like, just... I, when I come into the workplace, like even with like my podcast, I was not sharing with people that I had a podcast. Now we did discuss it in training. You know, you have to introduce yourself and all of that. So I did mention that I had the podcast, but like here locally, it seems to be the cool thing to shit on my podcast. Like for people to trash it, ah, her podcast sucks, but they've never actually even listened to it. I've got tons of people where when I say my podcast name, but don't let them know that I'm the one doing it people immediately frown at their face and I'm like have you listened to it and they're like no so somebody else has told them that it's bad or not to listen and most sheeples are not going to say for themselves well everyone's telling me not see because I'm the type of person I've been like that since a kid if you tell me don't do that don't do that I'm probably going to do it I'm probably going to do it I'm at least try it out for myself I believe in just trying things out for myself just so that I know certain things I just don't feel it's necessary to try out uh meth mm, don't feel it's necessary oh you're on, like that type of shit like certain shit it's not necessary to try out for myself but there's other things where I don't just go by what other people tell me oh she's a terrible person Okay, well, it could just be the way that people have approached her, or it could just be, I know, I was the kid that was bullied in middle school and high school, so I know how group thinky is, and I know how one person can be really nice to you, and then when they're in a group of their peers or friends, they will rip you to shreds and not feel bad about it. And it's like, I get it. Some people feel like they have to do whatever it takes to fit in or to be acceptable or whatever. Uh, If you've been listening to this show for any length of time, you know I am not one of those people. It's like, but there are those people out there and I respect that. But I do think that we've got enough shit going on in our personal lives. So when you're in the workplace, don't be a Karen. Don't be a Karen. I think that that's probably like one of the biggest takeaways. Don't be a Karen and also don't allow yourself to be at the effect of a Karen. 
It's like uh, when you're, because like I said, I really enjoyed the work that I was doing. I thought I would enjoy the people that I'd be working around. But the thing is, my mental health actually matters. My self-care actually matters. And my 30 years of work experience and my willingness to take a pay cut to do this job that I thought I would really enjoy shows me that um, there's something better out there for me that will fit better with me and with my skill set. So it does, it does, like even swap no swindle. You don't have to walk away angry. You don't have to walk away fighting with people. It's like you just know that it, this is not. Some places you think are going to be a prize workplace, and sometimes they're just a cracker jack. So it's like, but you got to be all right with that. Cracker jacks are all right, too. It's like we all love the prize, but, you know. So I just think that if you can just follow those kind of simple rules in the workplace, then I think that you can show up your best self no matter what else is going on around you. So, again, like I said, like just getting to know the people that are around you and showing genuine interest not that nosy caring like well what do you do well how many kids well are you married like not that interrogation type of thing but genuine interest in people's lives because I know like uh, one of the young ladies that was training me and um, she had mentioned that you know she had been in the entertainment industry that she had been a roadie or something so when I started telling her about like you know when I was in Atlanta and the TV show that we had she literally cut me off and it was with this kind of like oh yeah you weren't doing anything in Atlanta and nobody wants to hear about your life or your career and, and and I get that a lot like here locally in Colorado from like other women especially like other women coaches and stuff it's all right but um and it made me wonder like well who is your mentor probably somebody my age who probably didn't like me probably one of those chicks that was bullying me in high school but whoever the mentor was she wasn't interested in getting to know me as a person she had a preconceived idea of who I was which is another reason why I don't tell people about my podcast when I'm going into a work situation because you might not be ready for my sense of humor you might not have my level of uh, knowledge about whatever the topic is so I just keep those separate I just think that if you can show genuine interest in the people around you it just makes it a lot easier to work with people because we do spend a lot of time with people it also helps you be able to see just how people work you might say, like, well, this person right here, like, uh, she likes the uh, a lot of, uh, she's more big picture. She uh, skips over the details. I'm one of the a person who I ask a lot of questions. I like exact instructions. I like a lot of questions. And then I like to kind of, you know, go and do it myself. Uh, one of the issues that I had with this young lady, she wanted to keep me tethered to her screen, even though we were off doing two separate things. And in the other training, they had been like exact instructions. This is what I need done this is how you do it if you have any questions then hit me on teams and it's like okay and I was able to immediately start working and to do it with this young lady it was she was showing you she didn't really want you to do it she's very impatient with you while you were doing it and then like I said it was more of that kind of um well, I need to keep an eye on you, even though I'm doing something else, because you're probably going to get it wrong. And so I did kind of tell her, like, well, I'm kind of uncomfortable with, because it left me in the status of in a meeting all day it, with her uh, c connected to my screen like that. So it just was weird. And it was weird that you're watching me, but not really talking to me. And that was kind of the thing that had been going on like that previous two weeks in teams, where there's the eye looking at you every time you say something, but no one speaking to you directly. 
correctly. So just a very uncomfortable situation all around. And I think that when you're in a situation like that, like you definitely want clear communication. You want to be very clear. I was able, even though it was a lot of craziness going on, I couldn't actually get in touch with a lot of people because of the way um, I was set up on me on teens. But I was able to reach out, like I said, to another peer and say, well, look, um, I see that they're saying that you're really swamped in your department, that your people um, need help. Like, is there some some way that I could jump in and help with, with, with the stuff that you guys got going on? So I was able to do that. So it does help if you can clearly communicate what's going on or how you're feeling about the situation find um someone that's like you know considered a superior like um, follow your chain of command or whatever it is in my particular instance it was like the director like they didn't actually want to talk to me so now I'm realizing now it's because they were connected to this previous situation but it can make for very uncomfortable situations when you bring all of the personal into the workplace so I really try to avoid that so hopefully th the workplace will smooth out a little bit like I like I said everyone's just so stressed out surrounding the workplace right now and it's like I said it's we're only two weeks into September and everyone's just gone stone crazy I'm so glad I don't have small children I have adult kids and my uh, oldest son actually has three children of his own so they are making those weighty decisions like when it comes to the school stuff I would not want to be a teacher right now lots of craziness going on in the workplace and so no matter what's going on, no matter how full of friction your workplace is, hopefully these are some tips that will help you keep your cool even when the Karens are stepping all over that last nerve. Just tips for bringing your best. And these aren't just for work. These are just bringing your best self so that you're just confident showing up as your best no matter where you go. And it, it widens your circles. It just brings the joy and it helps you. Like I said, everything's a learning experience. Good, bad, up or down. It's all an experience. It all is what becomes a part of who you are and how you show up in the world. So hopefully my little story has helped a little bit if you've been going through like some craziness yourself or if you've just been figuring out ways that maybe you can help people that you see are going through some craziness at work or just helping to make it a little bit easier for everybody it just helps if we all lighten the load if everyone can just kind of work together so I don't know if you got some crazy terrible workplace stories then please you know I'm all about the tea honey I'm ready to pour it so send your receipts you can hit me up on social media on Instagram at straight Courtney and that's str8 Courtney on Instagram you can hit me up on the blog you know you can uh, straight from the hip pod with Courtney on Facebook you can join the group as well or on the page but I want to hear leave your stories if there's something that you want to talk about or you want me to talk about I'm going to do a little bit more like I said I'm going back more to some of the old episodes not just the side chicks with perks ones, but I'm going back to some of the more, um, some of the original episodes, the episodes that kind of put uh, straight from the hip on the map, where I'm going back to like just talking more about the personal growth aspect. We, I think we're all chock full of just the business and the marketing and all of that, but just more and more of how, more and more of that work-life integration, more of life integration, I think. We get so overwhelmed with all the things that we want to do, and it's sometimes just stopping to taking a deep breath and taking the time to just put it into practice on a daily basis because, um, 
That was kind of, I think that was the lesson for me this whole entire week. Even with, I had the Facebook group, if you were on the social media. And I don't know if the Facebook group fiasco was part of what was going on at work. I'm not really sure. But what I do know is that the Facebook group, uh, Facebook group that I was in, the Denver women's group. And it's supposed to be, again, women empowering women. And it's like, but the very first day I got into the group, someone reported my business to the Better Business bureau my podcast and my podcast isn't a business although I should be running it like one I really haven't over the past couple of months and it's like I just actually had been living um day to day as opposed to just being constantly on social media and stuff so the podcast is not a business honey so everyone it's just like as soon as my phone number gets out there's somebody that keeps trying to report my business and it's like honey if you're going to report the podcast tell all your friends make sure you share it on your twitter tell people about the podcast okay instead of just trying to be a Karen like that's weird that someone would try and report me to the Better Business Bureau but that's neither here nor there I stayed in the group because I'm like hey there's 13,000 women in this group I should be able to find a few that are friendly so I thought we were doing all right you know how I am I'm all jumping in feet first hi everyone and I, I realized that there are some people some women especially that are highly irritated with my constant positive Activity. I get it. They figure, bitch, with everything that you've been through, with all the ups and downs and in-betweens in your life, with the relationship issues that you had, what makes you walk around being so friendly and full of positivity? That's so why I tell people, you would know if you were listening to the show or hanging out with me. That's right. Because it's all about the mindset, baby. Mindset actually matters. And what? Because we're vixens, not victims. That's right. So apparently somebody did not like the prescription that I'm subscribed to when it comes to my positivity in the Denver Women's Group. So I kind of got attacked I was actually talking to a lady who was looking for a website. She wanted to post some guy's name up there. She said wanted to post, he's manipulative, he's an asshole, he's gonna, you know how it is. If you haven't ever had a breakup, go find a friend who has and talk about it. It's like, as women, we all know, we've been there. We've all been there. And it's like, so when I just kind of was like, you don't want to be that chick. It's just going to make him feel better to think that you're so broken up and miserable about it that you needed to post his name on a website to give him extra notoriety for being an a-hole. Like, you don't want to be that chick. Like, there's other ways that you can heal. So she was kind of like, uh, and I was like, you know, I'm a coach. And she's like, uh, of course course you're a coach so we had like a little laugh about it she was just kind of like you know and I was like I get it like you know I've been there myself I've had like I didn't even go there and explain to her the type of relationships that I have had in my past honey and guys who should have been on a website but I did not and I didn't put them on there and that's what I was telling her like you'll heal in a better way just leave that loser in the past keep it moving so she was just kind of like you know well thank you you know you do what works for you I'll do what works for me intelligent discourse we both agreed to disagree and I had told her like you know peace and blessings I wish you like so much peace on your heart just so that you don't even feel like the guy's worth doing all that and she literally was like you know well thank you you know you do what you do and then she sent me like a little gif that was like you know wishing you well like one of those kind of things then all of a sudden at a left field we I'm like side tackled by um some crazy lady grace hopefully like no relation jump 
Jones. So this is Grace, who apparently is like from Michigan or somewhere. Another thing that I noticed in the Denver women's group, it's full of women from other states who are talking about how much they dislike Denver and the people who are from here and the people who are here. And they spend a lot of time talking about how miserable the dating scene is, how terrible the guys are, and all the things that they would like to change about Denver. You know, the lovely state that they just moved to because it was so awesome compared to the state they just moved from. Yeah. So I just thought it was weird. I was attacked out of left field by Grace Jones. And she kind of was like, read the room. Nobody wants to hear from you. So basically you were a victim and now you're so enlightened. And uh, so, and like I said, I knew before I even went and looked. But if you go look at the profile, these are the women talking about be kind. Be kind to others. But they will rip you a new one, buddy, when they think only certain people are listening, are looking or when they think they're in a, the company of their friends. They will attack. And it's like, so it was weird that Grace attacked, but the lady who was looking for the website didn't. But so Grace basically attacked and was like, nobody wants to hear from you. You're basically saying that you used to be a victim and now you're enlightened. And so I think one of the things that Grace kind of missed the point of, and I always laugh at the people that they say are enlightened, because enlightened requires that you focus and that you're committed to daily practice. That's just every single day. Whether you feel like it or not, you are in the daily practice of literally living what you say you believe. So when I say that I believe in being kind to others, I don't attack people. I just don't. Um, when I'm saying I believe this bitch needs to be cussed out, then you're gonna, then you're probably going to get it. It's like, but I actually live what I say I believe. And that's why I was telling this young lady, what I coach on, I'm not going to coach you on some modality or technique that somebody else told me. I coach you from what I lived in my own experience and how it worked. And I will tell people all the time, it's like, so this is how it worked for me. And it's like, and so we're looking at with your circumstances, with your conditions, with your environment, like, how do you feel comfortable moving forward? Because that's why I tell people, like, as a coach, I'm not your boss. I'm not your psychotherapist trying to fix your head. Because I go into coaching with the idea and with the perspective that you're fine. But there are things that you want to change, that you want to make better that you want to uh, uh, put a shore up a little bit more and so I work with you to help you meet the goals that you set that's what a coach does and I think that these therapists and these psycho people like they miss that this whole behavioral health industry is all about making money off of telling you how they think that you should behave how you should think and I believe that that's a lot of where the anxiety and depression comes from in our society and especially with these millennials is because they're trying to live up to these expectations of people who have no idea what their lives are but you're trying to live up to the expectations that other people have set for how you should feel, how you should think, how you should behave when they don't really know anything about you. They've got one modality that they're trying to cookie cutter on top of everybody. And it's like, so I kind of move in a different way. And I think people who have actually even spoken with me, not even work with, they can see that. But I just found it was really interesting that uh, Karens are lurking even in the Facebook groups. So needless to say, that was a group that I did not feel it was necessary to stay in because it would be a lopsided kind of trying to empower women that don't actually like you and don't want to see you empowered. So that was weird. And so... Uh, like in both of those situations, you got to know was Kenny. Oh, my one of my favorite, one of my mom's favorite songs. She used to sing all the time when we were little. But hey, it's very relevant. You got to know when to hold them.
Know when to fold up. Know when to walk away. Know when to run. So with this one, I didn't have to run, but I knew how to walk away. And you can walk away with your head up high. You can be gracious and lovely and professional to everyone around you. And you can know that something just doesn't work for you. And you can walk away and you can leave it behind you. And I think that that's the, the healthiest way to bring your best self to work or any place else that you take yourself in the world. So hopefully these tips helped a little bit. I try and just put them into practice on a daily basis. And like I said, not just at work, but in my personal life, when I go to the Walmart, like I really try and people are like, she's just so saccharine, sugary, sweet. She makes me sick. And I get it. I get it. And it's like I have I am in the daily practice of being saccharine sweet because I went through so much bitter for close to 10 years nonstop on a daily basis that I have made the conscious decision to not allow that bitter to become poison in my life. So I have chosen to sweeten the pie a little bit, I guess you could say. And so I choose the mindset that I walk in the world with every day. And so I choose love and I choose to be kind to people, not because Abby on Sesame Street told me, but because I think that it makes the world a better place. So I don't know. Hopefully some of these tips will work with you. I always tell people just put that first one in practice. Just go out there and just be friendly to everybody. It will make some people annoyed, but others, they'll appreciate it. So I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. I went a little bit longer than I planned to today. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. If you've noticed, I've been doing some of the video podcasts as well. I'm going to start doing those more consistently, and those will be for the subscribers. So you can definitely subscribe to the show. If you subscribe to the show, paid subscribers, if you're paying $4.99 a month, then uh, you'll also get the video podcast because I have pl- This is the inaugural um, episode. I'm going to start doing these. We're probably going to do a couple of times a week. And and they won't be as long as this one, maybe, but we'll play around a little bit with the length. But I got a lot to say. We're going to delve more into the personal side of it. People keep telling me they really like the um, self-care series that I've been doing on the uh, website. If you have not checked it out, MissCourtneyJones.com, self-care for working professionals. I haven't added any videos lately. I've got tons uh, that are waiting to be edited and uploaded, but I'm getting those up as well this week, and um, you'll be hearing a little bit more from me. The free frequency over the next couple of episodes and so yeah if you want to reach out hit me up on instagram you can check me out on the blog uh probably won't be hanging around facebook as much um there's like a lot of meanies on facebook so i you know where i hang out you can find me on tiktok you can find me on instagram you can find me on the blog that's where i hang out but yeah definitely pop in say hi if again if you want to subscribe to the show 499 and i believe you can do the uh, from the link link in the show notes or you can do it um, on the website and uh, the bloopers, the behind the scenes stuff, all the little extra stuff during the week, all of that's going to go to the subscribers and not just for the podcast, just all the crazy shenanigans that we got going on out here. So hopefully you'll have a great week. Hopefully this will be a great start to your week and hopefully you'll put some of those tips into practice and bring your best self, not only to work, but wherever you show up. So I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. Got to go pour another cup of joe. So I'm Courtney and you are freaking awesome. So until next time, go be it. Peace.